Hello, Nikki. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about this podcast because we get to talk about food and all the things that go in your mouth hole. But before we talk about that, let's talk about other things that go in your mouth hole. (laughs) (laughs) Never has there been a better segue in the history of podcasts. Oh my God. Okay. So yes, let's please talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Airwave. It goes in your mouth hole. Uh, TM patent pending on that tagline, Airwave. It goes in your mouth hole. Um, no, this is the training tool that we've talked about for a while now. Um, actually, I got a DM from, from someone the other day that was like, of all the things you guys have ever talked about on your podcast, Airwave is the, the thing that I like went and purchased with your code and use every day. So that like, that like made me like, and warmed my heart. I loved oh. hearing it. Um, it is a performance mouthpiece. You put it in your mouth. It sits right on your bottom teeth and it molds really nicely to your teeth and it doesn't feel like bulky. Like don't think of it as like a traditional mouth guard or anything you like used to play lacrosse with when you were 14. Um, and it just, it does all the good things. It like positions your jaw in a way that allows you to aerate better, more efficiently while you're working out. So like it can give you kind of a second wind and a long Metcon. You can bite down on it when you lift. That releases cortisol. That helps you recover later on. It's just, it does all the things and it looks cool. It looks really cool. Well, I can't vouch for the looking cool part because I never look cool when I work out, but it does help me with recovery. And as a master's athlete, that's a huge advantage for me. So what, what's our code? What do they get to use to save for this? The code thing? is KC, uh, KC10. Uh, and that'll save you some months. And the website is airwave, A-I-R-W-A-A-V.com. All right. Well, with that, let's get on to the show with Sammy. Welcome to Kettlebells and Mocktails. I'm your host, John, with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? <laughs> Why are we Kettlebells and Mocktails? Because somebody gave me that term because I, this is not sponsored, by the way, by anyone, but Sammy will love this. So I'm athletic brewing company. We all have it. Cheers. <laughs> Wait, I was, should I go get one out of the fridge? I have a few in the fridge. I was uh, I was at the grocery store and I'd, I'd seen a post that Sammy did uh, drinking one of these with, with an IPA and I love IPAs. And I'm like, all right, it's going to be crap, but I'm going to try it because Sammy's coming on the show. And then I drank one. <laughs> I drank one and I'm like, holy shit, this is delicious. It is They're so actually good. really good. Oh, they are so good. I have a yeah, friend who, so, who uh, her husband one. is. Sunset Which one is that? Sunset Stoke. Oh, there's a all, new one on there. It's like a limited one on their website, and I was like, "Gotta try it." But yeah, it's all I'm, this one's a really good IPA too. I'm all in. I have a, a friend, a coworker I work with, whose husband is uh, sober, and so they drink this, and I had no idea. And I messaged her, and I'm like, "This stuff's so good. I'm gonna bring it to work and not tell my boss it's not alcoholic, and just like pop it in the middle of a meeting. Oh, this sucks. And pop a beer, just start chugging it. It's gonna be great." Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so funny. I, I found them a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, Matt's been sober for many years and, and we, I'd keep O'Doul's in the, in the fridge just to like have something. Right. And I was like, there's got to be a better beer out there. Cause every once in a while I'd, I'd like have one or have a sip. And I just, I've, I've had a few more years of experience with, you know, drinking variety of beers than Matt had because it got sober so young. And so I was like, ah, I mean, this like curbs the craving, but also there's, there's such good tasting beer out there. Um, and so, yeah, I found these guys, they were like a, they're a Connecticut local brand and Mm -hmm. we're actually going down there to see, to do like a brewery tour in a couple of weeks, which I'm super pumped about. 
Um, you mean you're going to drive straight through Rhode Island? <laughs> we are going to drive straight through Rhode Island. Oh, you know it. Come snuggle the baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, guys, listen, we got a pit stop because I've got a baby to snuggle. There you go. I'm available. I'm available for that. all of that. Well, um, I'll definitely yeah. let you know when we're driving down. You should. You should. I um I got into them when I was pregnant because not being able when you like to crack a beer at night or you know on mm-hmm. the weekends or whatever. Um not oh look, one of them is magically floating into the room right Ooh. now. From behind the whoa, whoa. Wow, magic you, beer. Joanna. I love it. Games, just <laughs> um no, love when it. you imagine when you when you're used to like just like cracking a cold one, or for me it was like with food. I loved mm-hmm. like I wanted to have like pizza and beer. You know what I mean? Like I wanted yeah. to have like that combo. So I got into some non-alcoholic options when I was pregnant and um, there really is not a lot out there. Like you said, there's, and so the athletic is, is that. And then Sam Adams came out with like a hazy kind of like mm-hmm. non-alcoholic summer beer. And those are the only two that I really liked. There were, I've had, um, they have, I think it was like Lagunitas a couple years ago had like a, it was basically a sparkling water, but it was a hoppy. I think it was called. Yep. It was like hop, hop water something. or something like hop that. Water. Yeah. yeah. Something like yeah. that where it was like, Oh, and that's another one. There's where it's like a tea, but it's hoppy tea. And that yep. one is like a sparkling hot, but yeah, it, it, I just remember drinking that and it was, you know, zero calories. Like it was just sparkling yeah. water, but it was hoppy. I was like, Oh, this is really good. And when he said that he liked that, I was like, Oh, we've got to find you like a good IPA beer then. So yeah, these are, and I mean, they've got like, so I, I think it's super cool. They've got like their core ones and then they always come out with, I feel like every other month or every month they're coming out with like, Oh, a new pilot, you know, what I was going to say pilots like style, but it's a drink, like a beverage, a little, a new, a new flavor. So yeah, it's super cool. I like the, uh, the cervezas, the, like the play on, uh, like a like, Corona or like, like a, a Corona. Mexican light beer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Those are my favorites. I know. I do a lot of cooking with them too. It's nice. Like what? beer breads or I put, yeah, I made, um, <gasps> one of my favorites, super simple is like, uh, shrimp. It's like shrimp and garlic and a couple spices. And then you just like, put you know the the hot cast iron with the shrimp and then you just pour a beer in there and it just sizzles and you know kind of like glazes the pan and then the it's just like beer cooked shrimp it's so good and super simple it's on my website Mm. um can we talk about it can we talk about the cooking please because (laughs) i mean obviously like we know you and john and i love you and everything that you that you are outside of just your cooking of course but i know that that is like a big part of your life lately because you have a book coming out oh my gosh i know it's super cool i actually started um cooking back through it. I mean, this was like, I wrote this in 2020, which is so crazy. Um, but what is time so, also that feels like five seconds ago. <laughs> I know. So crazy. And I, I genuinely like wrote it in 2020, photographed it. And then I think by the time I was done, like done with the project, I was like, okay, I just need a little bit of space. Right. And, um, Matt and I laughed because it was like every time I just didn't know I've never published a book cookbook or anything so it'd be you know every time I'd be like okay let's celebrate I just handed in the last you know <laughs> manuscript or whatever <laughs> and we'd be like Woo-hoo, cheers and then something would come back a month later and they're like hey we really need you to look through these edits and like okay okay or hey we've got to you know update some of these photos okay so I'll, I'll take some new shots of you know this whatever 
So it's like every other month I'm like, okay, I've just handed in my last revision. Right. And I think at one point Matt was like, listen, sweets, I'm pumped for you, but like, we're not celebrating this again until it's on the shelves because (laughs) it's just, we've done this too many times. So now I know that you don't really get to crack your bottle or champagne or toast to a non-alcoholic beer until, um, until pub date, because that's really when it's done. Got it. Got it. I know when he was, he was on the show a little bit ago and he was telling us about like very briefly. So I would really like to hear this full story from you, but telling us about how like you kind of had to, you kind of did half the book and then you kind of had to like go back and restart it almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was mainly just the photography side. Um, I did, I did a, a little bit of research, right? Like I had this, this opportunity kind of put in my lap and I was like, well, I can't, I can't say no to this. I'll, I will figure it out. Right. It was one of those things that somebody was like, Hey, you should write a cookbook. And I was like, Excuse <laughs> me, you, you want me to write a cookbook? Okay, sure. Well, I'll figure it okay. out. <laughs> and um, talk to a few people that, you know, have just been in that world for a little bit. And a lot of them were like, Oh, you know, you really should hire a food stylist and a photographer. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so I started looking around and even somebody who had reached out to me super sweetly and was like, I'm such a big fan. I would love to like help with some photography. I had a call with her and I kind of learned, I was like, Oh, so are you going to come here or do I go to you? And she was like, Oh no, no, you just send me the recipes and I'll just cook them and photograph them. And I was kind of like, so I'm not uh-uh. involved at all. And then I just didn't no. like that. And it was super expensive. And I was just like, ah, uh, I think I could just uh. figure it out. Right. And I had done some photography. Like I, I had an Instagram page at the time. My style was not at all. You know, that's when I was doing like, but your feet were in it. My yeah, feet. The feet. I remember the yeah, feet. I loved yeah. it. You know what? That's, that's like a, that's like a whole different kind of genre, right? If you're putting feet in a cookbook. So yeah, huh? I, I was like, we gotta, we gotta bring the food up close. Um, <laughs> so I, I did, I did a handful of the recipes and um, yeah. So I ended up photographing the whole book myself, Mug. but like I did some of the photos and then I got to a point where like, I feel like with photography, the one thing the only way to get better at photography is just taking a lot of photos. So I went through a couple months of like cooking the recipes and you have to test them anyway. So I was cooking them and photographing them and editing them. And I'd gotten to a point where I kind of got it figured out. Like I figured out a little bit of my style and I figured out the right angles and and different types of lighting and stuff. And I, I only used natural light. And so I wasn't fidgeting with actual lights, but it got to a point where I was like, Oh, I kind of found my groove. And then, so the photos that I had taken to learn my groove, I was like, oh, those just don't fit anymore. So I kind of had to go back and anyways, I probably could have gone back and reshot the entire cookbook again, but I was like, we got to end this somewhere. You know, we got to yeah. like, we got to draw the line here. And now it really is. It's like, I think at one point I got a little self-conscious of, oh, I feel like I've outgrown this book. Like the book is actually what taught me so much about cooking and recipe development and photography that now where my things stand, I'm like, I almost feel like, Oh no, there's like a timestamp on this. Like I outgrew the book before it even came out. But now that it is out, I'm like, okay, that, that is a timestamp. It's so cool to be able to look back and, and say like, you could always make something better. Um, but I'm still so proud of what is out there. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a fun a fun and somewhat stressful phase of the, of the cookbook development. How interesting. There's so mm-hmm. much to learn, I suppose, when you're 
just entering that world for the first time. Like I'm mildly horrified to learn that food photographers just cook the recipe themselves and then take the photos because it's your baby. Like the whole thing is your recipe. And also like, if you're not there, you can't really like, I don't know, like in ensure that someone's doing it right. Like I'd love to say that there's, it's easy to follow directions, but there's so much variability in cooking. And like you cook with with more than just the steps, right? Like you cook with your whole food photography is an art. Nikki, have you ever been to a Denny's and seen seen what the photos on that menu looks like versus the real food? It's an art. Yeah, no, I know. So do you want, you know why I know food (laughs) photography is an art is because back in the day when I worked at an ad agency uh, that was not my own, one of my clients was, um, Otis Spunkmeyer. I wonder if I'm even allowed to talk about this out loud. I can, whatever it's happening. Do you remember Otis Spunkmeyer? They make like cookies, right? Yeah. Like cookies and cakes and little like whatever. Um, and I remember there were photo shoots where they had to like, they had to photograph the cookies and we were like art directing from afar because they're in California. So we would like, you know, they'd take photos and send them to us to make sure that they'd work for the campaigns that we'd wanted. But the way that they had to, we'd be like, move the cookie to the right. And they'd be like, no, 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 we can't do that because the chocolate chip on that side is not the way that we want it to look. Yeah. And I would be like, it's very true. Yeah. Or they'd be, they'd like put crumbles on the plate in a way that is like specific to what they wanted it to. And I was like, what What are we, I didn't, I I still do not understand. There are some things that even like I do it and I'm like, okay, let's just be real for a second. There's, you know, in what world are you like setting your dinner table? Right. And then you're like crumbling the cookie Right. You know, for the effect. And it's like, oh, sometimes that does drive me crazy. But, or like, you know, you have this this chicken dish and you take the herbs and you like sprinkle the herbs on it, but then you sprinkle the herbs on the entire table and you're like, I would never make this mess in my home. (laughs) But for whatever reason, food photography, it just like makes sense. You know, anytime I sprinkle salt on something, it's like, you got to put a little salt on the table next to the plate to just like, emphasize the fact that there's salt on this dish and (laughs) just funny all those little things but it's so true I had this one um this one like friend of a friend of a friend that like gave me some feedback on some of my images at the very very beginning and we always ate the food that I that I photographed right like that was how it got started was it was literally just the plate of food that I was making for Matt that I'd be like, hold on, honey, I'm almost done. And I'm like taking pictures of it. Right. While he's like, I'm starving. And she was saying something like, Oh, you know, when you put like a mitt, like here are some tips for food photography. It's like when you are doing something with like, let's say soup, you really, you put like a bowl inside a bowl. And so it like fills the bowl a little easier. And then you can put like croutons on top and the croutons just like sit Sit. on the top of the soup because they're actually sitting on the bowl inside yeah yeah, that makes sense or then they won't get like soggy because it takes like 20 minutes to do a photo shoot like it makes total sense yeah exactly and then she was saying like well if you're ever using things like mayonnaise or um like sour cream let's say for the soup like tomato soup they always have like a little cream something or other on top Mm. she's like you could use things like you actually mix up like glue and and certain like you know artificial things that look like the thing that you're trying to portray so that way it doesn't melt or it doesn't you know make a difference or whatever there was one feedback that she gave me she was like your ground beef looks a little dry so you could take like cooking spray and you spray the plate before you photograph it so that it looks wet and like freshly cooked I'm like 
or I could just like, you know, cook it and cook be quicker it so it's with not my dry. photos. So it's not right. dry. Right. Exactly. Like don't let the plate sit for 40 minutes before I photograph it so that it's fresh. But yeah, she was like, well, you just got to be careful of the steam, which is so true. Like you can't have something that's hot because the steam will affect the photo or, you know, fog up the lens and all that. I mean, there's like all these little tricks and oh I didn't God. that are like, you know, a chocolate chip cookie. You want it to look like fresh out of the oven. Well, sometimes, you know, you're fussing with it and laying it out all differently. So you have a hair dryer so that you can like blow dry the cookies to like melt the little chocolate uh-huh. puddles again uh-huh. and, yeah there's all these little tips and tricks I'd, I'd never last especially with cookies around i'm just like no we're eating it we're done yeah oh yeah everybody was laughing you know the whole like covid 15 like yeah, everyone's locked up in their homes and not going to the gym or whatever and for me it was just the cookbook 15 i was like oh i've, <laughs> I've made this cheesecake nine times just to get the recipe right like matt was eventually like you have to stop testing this recipe like if there's cheesecake in the house i will eat it so i bought these like clamshell um containers off amazon and essentially anytime i was doing cookbook so i was doing like five recipes a day to test them and photograph them at various times and i would just like clamshell all this food and have it on the island and then like leave it at neighbors houses and just be like take the food <laughs> like we, we're, we're stuffed <laughs> And also we can't eat any more cheesecake. So thankfully I had some, some people around that were happy to take the leftovers. Oh, I'm jealous. I was not a neighbor at that time. Yeah, I would have taken the cheesecake. Club. Dang. You ever want to so, just ship any recipes down here? Like happy to yes. be a taste tester for Perfect. you. Perfect. I'm a bottomless pit, especially. I don't know when, I mean, I've always been a bottomless pit, but I feel like with breastfeeding, especially, I'm just kind of like, there is no, the limit does not exist to the yeah, amount of food exactly. I can shovel in here right now I'm just saying if you want to write a book that's called feeding the podcasters we're fine with it totally yeah, fine we're with available it. yeah i'm in i'm in if you want to do feeding the braziers ever, <laughs> i'm oh, just saying that's a good if you would like to feed, to it. yeah if you would like to feed matt brazier he's available <laughs> i got him for you <laughs> <laughs> totally would really be down to for that the marketing all that much you know yeah. just slight adjustments very the simple edits yeah, yes exactly exactly <laughs> and he will eat all well he can't well that would be actually very very challenging because he doesn't do dairy so the cheesecakes would actually not fly in our house either but yeah. bummer yeah we can't you mean they have they have alternatives to that you know yeah. cashew cream yeah. Cheesecake. I know. I gotta get. Whatnot. I gotta get very creative with like nut cheeses, and he hates when I say mm. that. I'm like, oh, no, I got you some nut cheese. He's like, nut can you cheese. not call it that? Can you call it anything other than that, please? I'm like, Ugh. oh, cheese. Oh, cheese. Yeah, they're yeah. not terrible. I've had some. No, they're fine. You're just gross yeah. when they sound like you're eating dick cheese. Just saying it out yeah. loud. Yeah, yeah, nut cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, John. What were you gonna say? I bought some almond milk the other night that was called nut juice and I felt the same way about it. I'm like, no, no, no. It's too much. It's yeah. too that is some much. bold mm-hmm. marketing. I know. My goodness. I, I just, I couldn't do it. What I was going to say though, is I'm excited to try your, um, some of your recipes, Sammy. I have not eaten in like 90. days. So I have not, I have not <laughs> right. it is absolutely right. Eaten? Oh, I went on a nutrition been plan. RPing. Yes. Oh, oh how's that going? Yes, I'm, now. I'm at, yeah, I've got abs now. I'm at my goal weight. I lost 24 pounds in 90 days. Oh, holy smokes. Good I for know. you. Yeah, That's but I every female listener is like, God 
damn it, F off. <laughs> Every female yeah. listener is like, I could diet for 90 days. And if I lost seven pounds, we'd be like, woohoo, you know? No, but- yeah. Feeding the woolies is like chicken and rice every day, and it sucks. I know, yeah. So I'm You've been very committed, excited, which is great. To, which is great. Yeah, look, I want to make some cheesecake or just some healthy little meals for myself. Yeah, you know. I think the nice thing about stuff like that, like I've, I've, I've done a lot of the things, right? Like I've done RP before. I've done, and I actually really liked RP. I saw I some too. like great results. I thought it was, it was complicated. To, no, I shouldn't say complicated. It was a lot to start as is anything, right? You do whole 30 and you're like, all of a sudden I can't have anything in my fridge. Mm -hmm. Right. And, or throw everything out because you know, none of it it complies. Anything at the start feels super overwhelming. And then you get into the flow and you're like, you know, now I'm sure you just know you wake up and you're like, all right, I'm going to work out first. I got to eat this. And then as soon as I'm done working out, eat. I kind of liked the fact that it was super scheduled like that. Same. I just, I've always struggled with following anything in that regard, just because of our travel schedule. It's well, like, of course. you were always on this, like, I'm super good for three weeks. And then I'm on the road for two. And you, know, I, I personally always felt like I was always saying, I can't wait to get back in routine. Whereas it's like, if you don't have a routine, there's nothing to get back into. That's just yeah. like the calm I'm feeling in my life right now. of like, I got nothing to get back to. So I don't ever feel this pressure right now of like, I got to get back in routine. But I do appreciate those. Right now you're blowing up my diet, to be honest, because you got me into hard work pays off training. And now I don't oh know how much God. to eat to keep up with all the lifting. It is so much lifting. And I like, you should probably be eating a lot more. Yeah. I figured yeah. that out when I came out of the gym today and I'm like, I think I'm going to eat everything in my fridge right this second. Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> Do you consider those? Like, have you been doing the hard days, light days? Because at least from what I remember about RP is they kind of have like, you could decide, yeah. hey, if I'm training 90 plus minutes, I follow this. If I'm training, you know, yeah. 30 minutes. They do still have that, but John's working yeah. with the coach. Yeah. And look, oh, I've been good. in this like this 90 day zone of like kind of eating the same thing and and doing my own programming. And so I've had it, you know, I got the routine going so well that I knew exactly how much I needed to fuel those workouts. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I've been doing hard work pays off for, you know, arguably two weeks, I'm kind of in the second week and all of a sudden I'm like, I feel lightheaded. I am I'm not hungry. like I am <laughs> not starving. eating enough. Yeah, it's yeah. just you know I'm just not used to doing that volume of lifting. It's just different for me, right. you know. And, and if you're uh, at 90 days, are you in? Are you in a cut phase right now? Well, I'm done now. I'm in maintenance phase at this point. Maintenance. Yeah. So now I just need to figure out the, you know, kind of the difference in what my body needs versus what I was doing athletically and what I am yeah. doing now, which is a much different skill set for me. So I'm yeah. tweaking your, it a little. Your maintenance but. is probably back to a more of like where you were, where you started just to like prime your body, mainly just because of what you've now increased in activity. Yeah. And it's quite an increase. Thank you very much. Probably <laughs> mostly carbs, which is exciting. I know. Yeah, I get a lot of carbs. Carbs are great. I love How them. How many carbs a day do you get? Well, every meal is like 35 to 40. So you eat five meals. So, you know, a few hundred, I mean, yeah. you know, and I think I can probably start to kick that up some, I mean, I guess it, I, you know, I like any other training, like I'm, I'm super analytical, which is why I love this training, by the way, because it does all the math for me and I don't have to do the math, uh, which is great. Isn't that the coolest? It's so good. So good. Like, finally, I don't have to sit there and figure out percentages. Um, it's funny uh, the amount of people that want the percentages back, which in the end, it's also like, 
people have been doing the math to figure out their percentages for right. for so long that there's you know a small percentage of people that want the percentages that it's like well then you can do the reverse math because 99.9 percent of people are pumped that they don't have to do math anymore we right. love it i think it's super cool it, yeah and for those that haven't seen it i mean basically you put in your maxes right so i put in my maxes oh, and i oh what am i did you, did you lose me Yes. I oh, lost yeah, you, you for, froze a there for a second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, you put in your maxes for your lifts and then it calculates your percentages for whatever lifts you're doing. So today it was overhead squats and snatches and, you know, it gives you a rep scheme, two by three, one by three, mm-hmm. one by eight, whatever it is. And, and you do it. And it's a lot of squatting. It's a lot of squatting for an old guy. Um, yeah. The first phase, I know that I want to say, so they're programmed on like 12 week cycles, which isn't necessarily like consumer member facing information. They'll give you the inside scoop. Mm-hmm. They're on like 12 week cycles. And I believe the first cycle is very squat heavy. The second cycle focuses a little bit more on deadlifting. And and so that way that they're, you know, you're doing everything, right? Like you're snatching, you're deadlifting on, you know, whatever day your deadlift day lines up. So it's not like you're not doing any of those things, but the primary focus is squatting as you're seeing. Well, my, the whole point to that was, is that every time I'm in there doing it, I'm cursing you because you were the one that reached out to us through hard work pays off. <laughs> and uh, and I, I told us to Matt, but it was funny when you reached out, Nikki and I had already been talking about calling you to get you to come on the show. Like we were like, we got to get Sammy on to talk about this book. And then you reached out and it was funny on my end because you, you, you know, signed your name to it and I'm so dumb. I'm like, I wonder if this is the Sammy, like I. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know any sandwich you guys yeah. have. Yeah, I don't know. Just the one. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to take a shot and say, hey, you need to come on the show. And you were nice enough yeah. to come on. So. I love, I'm so grateful. Man, it's super cool to be able to talk about all, like, all of the things, right? Like, I'm very involved in HWPO as well. But, yeah, I mean, I could talk about food all day long as well. So I know. But um, it, it did yeah. surprise me, though, when the email came from you. Because, I, you know, not that it should surprise me that you and Matt are working together. But I knew you were so, you know, you just done the book. It had just come out. And you've been, you know, that that's how I've always associated you as you're yeah. this chef, like this awesome chef. And then I get this message from you. You've got a hard work pays off email. I'm like, holy shit, she's got like two, three jobs now. Like, yeah, uh, I, it's she's funny. always I, done I went, everything. I know. I was going to say, I went yeah. from working with Matt O'Keefe on athlete management and I left that in 20, the end of 2019. Essentially, like I got this opportunity to, to work on the book and and just knew at that point, like, okay, I've, I've grown this online presence and I still have so much work to do. I, I think at the time I only had an Instagram and like, I was running a blog on Shopify, which is not any place that you should be running a blog, right? It's, <laughs> a, it's a product page. I had a couple of products and then I, I kind of like faux made a blog where I was just posting recipes. Um, and I had a, a, you know, a foodie friend reach out to me and was just like, Hey, I think you have a lot of potential here that you're just kind of missing out on. Like you should set up a WordPress blog. You should, you know, focus on traffic to your website. Like it's just passive income. You should establish a Pinterest. Like all she gave me just like a list of things. And I said, okay, okay, I'm going to get to work. So I, I grew an email list. I grew, you know, I, I built out a website. I kind of went to work for like four months on hitting all of the points on her checklist. And then it was like summer of last year, I was starting I was actually starting to like make money off of my website just from people 
viewing it. And so that was super cool. And, you know, had some like small products that I was, I just thought things were cool. Like, you know, came out with these like leather trivets that kind of fit together. And I just found them to be functional and pretty. And we had some t-shirts and we did some ceramics and like, it was just some fun stuff. But also about halfway through the year last year, we were like, Oh, we should, we really like this training piece is, is a big component. And we're, we're starting to realize that we want to be more involved and that there's so much more that we could be doing here. And so I started running our social media page for that. And we started building out a team for content. And then, you know, then the app opportunity came up and then I started working on the app and I actually haven't really done much for feeding the Frasers in a couple months. And we're working so that I can get back to that. But, you know, it's like there's seasons of life where it's hard to not work on the family business when, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk right now and my kitchen's right over there. And, um, you know, when you work from home and you work for yourself, it's like, there's always work that can be done. So why not just dig in and get it done? No freaking amen. Ain't that the truth? I like, Mm -hmm. that is like my, I, I cannot get away from like, I'm at my desk all day long working, we get up and go to the gym and then like on the way home, I'm like, Oh, I really need to work a little bit more tonight. And like, Matt looks over at me and he's like, yeah. Yeah. You say that yeah. every night. Like every I know night. <laughs> every I know. night I'm listening. Uh, I just not turned on the oven and I smell something. So I'm just going to check that real quick. Go go check. I had, Please go I check. had a like sheet of pancakes in there last night from when everyone was at the house and it smells like pancakes. So I'm thinking that there's a, uh, some pancakes at the bottom of the, bottom of the oven i'm just saying if matt burns the house down it makes for a great show for us that's all it i'm does. saying who oh, let oh, matt near the oven that's my question <laughs> there's one person in that house who needs to be cooking i'm actually so okay we're good there was like a little uh a little pancake crumb at the bottom of the oven that was just i was like it smells like pancakes and i'm i know he's not making mm. pancakes i'm actually very proud of him with like all of the things going on with the app and you know managing all of the many things um with our recent launch there was one day where i was just like i'm just like tied to my desk and i look over at him and i was like i'm so sorry i haven't cooked anything in like a week right and he was like it's okay what can i order for us you know i'm like okay (laughs) and now and then when i when i left so we spent i myself and, and a hand a handful of our team members we all went down to boston for our um for like for launch week so that we could all just sit around one table and I just said like hey listen we just can't do it at our house because if we're at our house then I'm hosting and working and I just I can't yeah I was like I need neutrals neutral territory um and so I I left and I was down in Boston for like seven or eight days and I called Matt. We had a huge pizza party the night, the night before I left because it was the end of the open and Mal's family was here. We had, you know, two other guests in town. We invited the gym owners over that let us, you know, do the open at their gym. So we had like 15 people here. I'm sitting here like answering customer service emails while everyone is like pizza partying in the kitchen. And I left and there were like three pizzas left over from that night. And so I called Matt a couple days later and I was like, how are you doing? He's like, I'm good. I just finished the pizza and I was like, you, you've been eating the leftover pizza the last three days. And he's like, yep, we're good. And I was like, have you eaten anything else? And he was like, hmm? Huh? Me? Have I, have I, hmm? yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, you haven't eaten anything. We've gone to the store and he was like, the store? No. 
no, I haven't gone to the store. So I think, thank God for Instacart, right? Like I, I Instacarted like sandwich stuff. He makes a bomb sandwich. He can handle sandwiches. And then I got these like chicken wrapped something, um, a bacon wrapped chicken things from Costco. So he's crushing it. Like right now he's, you know, I'm on a podcast. I haven't, I've been working all day. I haven't had time to cook dinner. I leave tomorrow again. So I, uh, I got him those bacon wrapped chicken things and he knows how to put them in the oven. He's good to go. Love it. Hey, Nikki, let's take a quick break from our show with uh, Sammy and talk about our sponsor, Thirdsy, that I've been using for weeks now and it's awesome. Thirds, all the Z's. No, it's a it's a PM recovery collagen. So think of it like a sleep supplement. So it gives me personally has given me much better quality sleep, and I struggle with sleep. So that's been a really big win for me. Um, you know, particularly as a master's athlete, it helps me wake up feeling refreshed. I don't wake up feeling like all drowsy. And you know, lately I felt like my um, joints and muscles aren't as sore when I wake up, you know, which again, Ooh. as you get older, like you always wake up and you're like, oh, I wonder how my ankles are going to feel today. Well, because I'm getting better sleep, they feel better. Uh, so that's good. And it most important for me, it doesn't have melatonin in it. So Ooh. it doesn't, it doesn't like wipe me out like melatonin mm. does. And I don't wake up like in a stupor, you know? Um, yeah. That's so important. I like that. It's, I like that it's collagen based, not like a protein powder or something Mm -hmm. that has like a sleep aid in it or not like a dedicated sleep aid, like you said, that has melatonin in it. Like it's a collagen powder, which I don't know about you, but that's nice for my skin and my (laughs) hair, my nails. Well, I haven't noticed that my skin's looking better, but I can absolutely tell you that it's, it's become a good part of my nighttime routine. Like I just, I take it 30 minutes before bedtime, you know, I put down the phone and just start to kind of drift away. And, you know, by the time I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm out like a light and it puts me in a really deep sleep. Um, you know, so it's got magnesium in it, which gives me really vivid dreams, which is always yeah. fun. Uh, theanine, tryptophan, and like you said, collagen. And so those are just all really, really good things. And I love it. Uh, and we have a code so you can save, uh, was it 25%? I think yes. 25%. <laughs> It's uh, kettlebells, K E T T L E B E L L Z Z Z. Kettlebells. kettlebells. And you can go to thirdz.com and uh, save with that. So good stuff. Nice. All right. Well, with that, let's uh, get back to our show with Sammy. It must be, this must be a Matt Azure thing because whenever <laughs> I leave, for anything like, like, you know, regionals or sanctionals, or whatever, mm-hmm. over the years, I'd be gone for like, you know, three to four days at a time. And Matt does the same exact thing. Every time I leave, he goes to Trader Joe's. Okay. That's, that's a bonus. Oh, yeah. Goes to Trader Joe's. He gets himself, um, <clears throat> fish sticks. Oh, okay. yes. It's his, mm-hmm. it's his favorite thing. And in like what he calls like bachelor food, like frozen Mm -hmm. deliciousness from Trader Joe's, but it's always, there's gotta be fish sticks and there's probably like one or two other things. And that's all all he will eat while I'm gone. I mean, I'll eat anything out of that store. I'm not going to turn my nose into course in Trader Joe's. But it's like the exact same thing as like, I leave on a Thursday, you know, cause the events are over the weekend mm-hmm. and he, he like drops me off at TF green and buzzes on over to Trader Joe's and gets his bachelor Perfect. food and he eats it for, but by the time I get back, he's like, Oh my God, the fish sticks are gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. But in fairness, like, cause I get it. I totally get in starting something from scratch is like, it's just, it just takes up all of your time and your brain space. And it's like, it's mm-hmm. hard to like step away from it, especially with the weird years we've had and being in your house. And there is no separation between like home and work and life. Um, I have not run my dishwasher or my laundry, like, like my laundry machine, listen to me, my washing machine in like two years, like since I started my home business and have been pouring myself into this, yeah, you know, people math p- picking up the slack elsewhere. So it's like, which is you got to divide, right? you got to divide and conquer, you, you know, got you got to Instacart and eat pizza yep. and figure yep. it out. <laughs> it's actually been great. The last couple of days, so we had the buttery bros in town for quarterfinals and Mal and Jake, and we had two of our photographers and O'Keefe was here. So, I mean, it's incredible. Like the house just becomes like the zone, which I love, right? Like, it's kind of like, I imagine John, maybe this is for you. Like you have kids and you, you want your kids to bring you around and you want your yeah. kids to bring their friends over. You want to be the house that everyone wants to hang out. Yes. With. And yes, I love that. Of course. It is totally exhausting and totally overwhelming, but I'm like, I love that everyone wants to hang out at my house. Yes. And so then I just, I was like, you know what? This is also work in the sense that like, maybe I'm not on my emails, but I'm cooking for 15 people. Yeah. And I haven't been able to do that in a really long time with just what, with what is taking my attention. And so I'm like, this is amazing. So I opened up the cookbook and I was like, what better time to cook through some of these old recipes (laughs) than when you have a ton of people over. And so it was so fun. I mean, like, I spend all day on Thursday, just like cooking in preparation for the fact that there's going to be people here. And then I also genuinely forgot like how much these people eat because then by Friday I was like, Oh my God, I need more food. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't figure that one out. Right. But, um, yeah, every Friday we do burger nights. And so we had a couple of friends come over that are in town. It, it was basically just like, I need a day or an evening a week that I get to like see some of my friends because even if there's people in town, right? Like the more the merrier. Hey, can you bring a pasta salad? Hey, can you bring some yeah. drinks? Hey, can you bring some chips? Like everybody always brings something. And so, yeah, I want to say on Friday night, we had like 20 people or 22 people over for like burgers. And it's just, you load up the grill, you bring the burgers in and it's super fun. So yeah, I definitely <laughs> miss like my days being consumed with kitchen mm-hmm. and cooking and we'll get back to that. But yeah, right now it's just like, you got to grind. I do think that Heber and Mars are probably just like you guys having like teens. It's probably exactly what that's yes. like. <laughs> so yes. Basically just your kids. They're probably not yeah. as well behaved as my teens for whatever that's worth. <laughs> yeah. They probably come they're right into your ready. house and they're like, Sammy, where's the Sunny D? Right. I know. You know what? They're, they are very great guests. We always have a blast. It is, it's like, you know, I think at one point over the weekend, I was like, okay, House rule, no backpacks on the table. You know, and that, that was yeah, like, that was it. Because everyone comes in and it was just like bags on the table and cameras and there's chartered cords and there was just like stuff everywhere. And I was just like, all right, let's just like, let's just put our bags on the floor. Okay. And they were like, yep, trip. Yep. You got it. We're good. Do you, do you find after a weekend like that, you're completely and utterly exhausted? Like I, anytime I'm around other creative, creative people, cause I'm hyper creative I am just wiped out. Yeah. And I, yeah. I get the real direct impression. You're hyper creative. Like I am. And I, I know Heber or Mars and I'm positive. Yeah. They are like, is it, does it, what's it do to you when you guys are all together? I think in general, like, I mean them for sure, because of that creative side and like they're, they, they have very much the sense that we have of like, 
if you're around people, I mean, we also do work with them with podium. And so like, there's always business to be talking about. And when it's your own thing, you just can't help, but like mm-hmm. constantly ideate, constantly like think of new ways to approach something or collab on something. And so, yeah, there are times where, you know, we'll be here and we have, you know, various house guests and we oftentimes like people can stay with us too. I mean, we have a guest bed with bunk beds in there. And so it's kind of like, Marston and Heber stayed with us and, um, you know, it's like 11 o'clock at night and you're hanging out on the couch and we're trying to like, I'm always trying to find ways to turn off. So it was like one of the nights, you know, one of our, uh, Jake hadn't seen Goodwill hunting and we were like, oh, have a movie night. Goodwill hunting. What? Like we gotta watch oh. it. I know. Yeah. Like, oh, Wait, I've been that hiding is, that. isn't he from New England with us? Yeah. Like he's from yeah. Connecticut. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like blasphemy. My God. I know it came out and he goes, I've been hiding that one for a really long time around you guys. Cause (laughs) I know how like in to goodwill hunting you are. And so I was like, perfect. We're going to have a movie night thinking like you put on the movie, everyone rallies around, hangs out on the couch and like it promotes everyone to shut off. And mainly that's like, I need to shut off. Matt needs to shut up. Like we all need, everyone needs to like decompress. And then the movie finishes and everyone gets kind of back into that, like, oh, you know what we should do tomorrow for like the intro of this or like, oh, uh, we should, while we're here, we should film some podium stuff with Matt doing this, this, you know, right. And it's like, guys, it's 11 o'clock at night. We, yeah, we need to table this for tomorrow, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. no, no more business. So we have kind of have a rule of like, all right, no, no business talk past 10 PM. Like everyone needs yeah. some time to shut off. Yeah. We still have a couple people in town, um, for work, like our photographer and videographer, we just, you know, content, this, the ever turning wheel of content. And so I had said to them earlier, like we finished up in the gym doing some stuff and I was like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Like if you still have some work to do, you can go to your Airbnb and get it done or go get some food. But like everyone needs some time. I try to be good about that. Like knowing that I have a, a hard time balancing myself it's helpful to have other people around that you're leading because it's like if you can lead by example then it helps you set proper boundaries and it also encourages that they set proper boundaries so we try but yeah those those weekends are amazing (laughs) and exhausting all at the same time you know, it, it truly, it sounds like your life <clears throat> hasn't really slowed down much, but I would, but I would love to know from you, like, you know, I think we, we spend a lot of time asking the athletes like, oh, you know, you've, you're retired or you've transitioned to coaching mm-hmm. or something. And we have a really good sense as a CrossFit community, what it's like being an elite athlete when you're traveling every other weekend. And, you know, for the last couple of years, it's been like competitions on opposite sides of the globe. Yeah. And especially with you guys, because Matt is such a huge figure in our sport. There's, it's more than just competitions. It's, it's appearances and it's mm-hmm. sponsors things and whatever. So, but we don't have a chance oftentimes to talk to the partners or families of the athletes. And I would love to hear from you just kind of like what has happened in your life since, you know, he's retired from, from competition, but yeah you know, you guys are still the busiest people in show business. How has your life kind of taken a turn in that sense in the last year or so? I mean, I think what's cool is a lot of what, like, you know, myself and O'Keefe were doing on the, let's say like in the background for Matt. Um, I don't think he really knew a lot of it, you know, like really? things were getting done around him, but I think he, you know, and the whole point, right. was that he was right, so television on what he was doing. And so I don't think he really 
consumed like what went into the support side of things. And so now that he's a little bit more like open to what is going on around him, um, you know, we got to a point with the app even, right? Like he's been very involved on the programming side and the whole point of us transitioning and taking our programming and, and launching our own app was that we just genuinely wanted to be more involved. We wanted it to be more than just write the program and, and send it off and like hope the members get the right information or hope, hope the community is being, you know, fostered and, and encouraged and just all of that stuff and hope the marketing was looked like us and you just all of those things with the messaging got across and I think there was one point when we were preparing for the launch that you know Matt kind of stepped back and he looked at like all of the different players involved in bringing this this thing to life and he was like oh my gosh this is like really overwhelming and I was like I mean yes but what part is overwhelming for you and he was like I'm just now realizing that I can't do any of this by myself like I've been so used to, you know, when he was competing, he did everything on his own. And that's what I mean. Like he, he was so here that he didn't see the support that, you know, he was very aware and very appreciative the whole time. I'm not saying that he didn't notice that we were support, but no, I don't no, think no, he was attuned to it. And then right. now that he's, you know, kind of got his eyes open to everything. He's, he like really sees and is super involved in the business side, but he's like, Oh wow. We have a team of people that, without any one of those players, like mm-hmm. this doesn't happen. I'm used to it just relying on me. You know, I got to show up to the gym. I got to put in the work. I got to do the rowing, the squatting, you know, like I got to be prepared to show up. And it, yes, you and O'Keefe have your support roles to help get me there. But really at the end of the day, it didn't matter if I cooked his meals. Like if he wasn't putting in the work in the Correct. gym, yeah, you know, it wasn't going to stack up the right way. So I think it's cool to see for him to now see like, Oh wow, there's, you know, there's a whole team of people that's helping make this happen. And, and he gets to be a part of it rather than, you know, the pressure being all on his shoulders. Sure. And for you now, are you, are you traveling less or is travel just kind of like swapped with cookbook stress? Like, you know, what is your, what has your world been doing? I think we actually travel more. Um, no, because, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it, it's like last year we went to three semifinals. If Matt was competing, we'd have gone to one. Right. And then, um, now it's more, we're going to like before we had essentially an excuse to say like, Oh, no, sorry. Can't travel games draining, you know, which wasn't really an excuse. It was the actual reason why, Hey, if he's only got five weeks to prepare for the games, be sure as shit not getting on a plane and like going and doing an appearance for three days, you know? Right. Right. So there was, there were really cut and dry rules to obligations or, you know, whether it be family or, you know, appearances and obligations for, for business. And so now it's like, we don't really have an excuse. Mm-hmm. And so, and we're also <laughs> just not really good at saying no. And so we're like, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. And then all of a sudden you get to like the end of a month and you're like, whoa that was aggressive um (laughs) so yeah Uh, i think it's we're learning how to like establish and and the other thing is you know we're in such a unique phase especially if we look at just the business side of things you know matt is growing podium and we're growing hwpo training and there's a lot of things that we're involved in that you know we don't we would love to have a family and i think that that's something you know on the horizon for us but it's also like we don't have that now 
So we're trying to like grind right now knowing like, okay, there's no better time than now to like, I'm trying to not get back into that. Like when I was for sure in my early twenties, it was the whole sleep when you're dead. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really love that. That's why I am trying to set proper boundaries with our, with our company and our employees and all of that stuff. But I do think that there is a little bit of a sense of like, okay, let's just work really, really hard and set ourselves up. Well, I mean, like we want to own a couple hundred million dollar companies. So let's, let's just work really hard on it and see if we can get there. Um, Yeah. So yeah, Yeah, I think that we're definitely traveling more. We are definitely far busier than we were when Matt was competing. (laughs) Um, But it's also just a different, it's just a different kind of busy um, yeah. yeah. You know, if you'd like a trial run on a kid, I have a college student you could adopt, but you know, we got Malpal in town. So we're working with an 18 year old these go. days and it's great. Yup. Yup. Yeah. I was going to say that's like the hard work. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that is like the ultimate excuse to get back, you know, before it was like, Ooh, we can't, you know, Matt's training and it's sorry. We can't. And then it becomes like, Ooh, sorry. The baby, the baby's got to go to bed at seven. So like, yeah, we're not coming yeah. out. That is one thing yeah. I've said to a, a few friends, like, oh man, kind of can't wait to have kids and things slow down a little bit. And they're like, I think you have that backwards. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I think I know what I'm saying. I think it's just that there's a reprioritization of, you know, like yes. right now we have no reason to say no to certain things and we often yes. don't. And then yes. you get to a point where you're like, oof, I should have said no. I'm exhausted. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Whereas I am yeah, looking are, in a mirror, Sammy. I am straight yeah. up looking in a mirror. That there was not, like, we were always that couple to be like, yeah, yeah, we'll go there and we'll go there. And we were like last to have kids too, right? Like all mm-hmm. my friends already have kids. So then it's like, everyone else has a family. So like, it's easier for us to get in the car and travel. It's easier for us. Like we don't have this, mm-hmm. we don't have that. And, you know, and I'll start a business and Matt will take some side gigs. And, you know, the, everything was kind of like, let's just hustle and grind now because we can. Mm -hmm. And then I got real scared. I was like, there aren't enough hours in the day. How am I supposed to have a kid? You know? Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the like, and then it was, and then obviously it just becomes, um, you reprioritize, like you said, and you figure out, and it does force you to slow down, but in the, in the best way, in the difficult way to, um, swallow if you're a real go-getter at first, but like Mm -hmm. in the best way at the end of the day. Yeah. I'm super excited. I feel like it's one of the, we were talking about it right before we started of like, you know, I'm excited to, for the, for that responsibility. I mean, that's like, that's the whole point of having children is to parent and create, you know, the people it's like, thankfully we are very similar individuals and I'm excited to see the type of humans that we raise together. And Mm -hmm. I just think that that's super, I mean, like, yes, maybe smidge a little bit narcissistic, right. In the sense of like, I want to create more people like me. But I think that that's, you know, I hope that that's a good thing. I hope there, I hope other people want more people like me in the world because yep. I'm excited to like yes. mold a mind and, and create experiences and opportunities. And yeah, I think yeah. that that's like, a, that was, that was a thing that convinced me to have kids in general. Cause I never wanted kids at growing up and I wasn't really? like, no, never, never. No, no, no. I was mm-hmm. like, I want a hundred dogs, just like dog farm, <laughs> please. That's, that's where I'm at. And finally, oh when God, we changed we our minds, more opposite. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I was never like that. I don't care about pets. <clears throat> I don't want to take care yeah. of it. If it's not going to give me food, I don't want it. Yep. No, I was obsessed. I was like, let's just have like 500 Bernie's mountain dogs and we'll just call this heaven. That's what this is. Um, and then like years, obviously several years ago when we were like, actually like organically, I think this is actually a really great next step for us. And, and let's mm-hmm. think about it and let's plan it. The one thing that truly convinced me was I would love to have more people on this planet that are just like Matt. 
Like I already mm-hmm. spend all my time with this dude. It would be cool to have more of it, more of him. Yes. Like more of fill him. a car with people like Matt and let's go on a family vacation. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, that was like, let's, that was the the deciding factor for me. Like, all right. All right. I'll break my pelvis for this. Let's do it. Come on. Oh my gosh. Did you actually break your pelvis? (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. I'm in physical therapy forever. Yeah. 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 Forever. But it's fine. Let's do it again. You know what? Let's why not? It's already broken. Slide right out. Come on. That's what I'm saying. Next time's going to be way easier. Number two. Mm. Way easier. Making a solid case, Nikki. Solid case for more babies. I mean, I'm sold. I think it's like, the coolest part is that your body just knows what to do. Wild. Like, what is crazy to me is it's completely involuntary. You don't have to think about growing a little baby set of lungs. Your body just does it. You know, you're just like an actual co-pilot when you're like, well, okay, I guess this is, I guess we're having this kid right now because, you know, yep. this stuff is happening. It's just wild to me. I'm terrified. I don't but understand it's also it. Like, it's so cool. It's, it's so crazy, cool. dude. It's so cool. I was in the delivery room for both of mine and is like, I have really shitty memory. I'm old, right? Like I couldn't tell you what I had for breakfast, but I can tell you the color of the room and what it smelled like in both of those rooms when my daughters were born vividly, like it was yesterday. And it is like, when they say the miracle of childbirth, like it's not an understatement because when you see it happen, you're like, holy shit, how is she not dying right now? Like, Yes. How is she going to survive this? Like, you're really scared. Like, you're like, how yeah, is she now going to You're survive? really trauma. selling it, John. Well, but it's it is. It's like, yeah, it's severe trauma, you know? And then you see your kid take their first breath and it's like, you can't even like, you I almost can't even put it in words without crying. Like, it's like, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. Even today, 20 years later, you know, it's, it's unreal. Oh, Wild. I'm sold. I'm like, I've heard the horror stories. I've heard the, I've heard the, I've heard the like, oh my God, it was nothing. You know, I've, I've heard it all, right? The people that, I have a couple friends that I was like, you know, you just had a kid and I was like, don't hold back. Tell me everything. Like, I just want to know. I'm fascinated by it. I think it's yeah. great. And it's like, I'm terrified to, I think the older you get, you know, like I, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm going to be married and have kids by 26. You know, you just have this like weird thing in your mind of like when it's going to work out. Right. And I'm like, 33 now and i'm like oh we should probably we should probably like start on that figure that out because i don't know all of a sudden i realized i'm like oh my gosh we're 33 let's we gotta do this um but it's like it is so incredible that you know before it was just like ah, kid was just like a cute little accessory you wore in your hip right and now i'm like do you understand the responsibility of raising a good human like that mm-hmm. to me is just the cool. I'm so glad that I didn't have a kid at 26 with the, just the, the sheer thought of like, Oh, it'd be so fun. Now I'm like, right. Oh, I'm very aware of the responsibility of the, you know, of, of the presence that is required of the tenacity and the dedication and, you know, the persistence of just like scheduled and rules and, you know, like, and they're all purposeful and it's like, yeah. Oh, you just hope that you set a good example and know that, that one little example that you set when they were two years old is now going to determine how they make decisions at 20, right? It's like, oh, it's I wild. feel the weight of that responsibility. And I don't even, we don't even yeah. have kids yet, right? But I love that that's how we're thinking going into it versus like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be so fun. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, mm-hmm. it will be. But I think it's important to have like a little bit of awareness of actually what you're taking on. 
Well, I'm going to send you a couple books someday when you guys are in that season of life, because I'm reading a couple really, really great books about basically how to not raise a shithead. Mm. And that is like, that. it's insane, but it's like huge responsibility. Like you're saying, especially knowing Mm. like we're, you know, when I found out I was having a boy, I was like, oh my God, how do I like how do I make sure that this little man is like respectful of women and understands the world around him and understands mm-hmm. his own privilege and understand like all these like really mm-hmm. important fundamental things that like the world is getting so woke now. I'm like, let's make sure we're doing this right. And mm-hmm. I have a couple awesome, awesome books with just really interesting, different perspectives just to like open minds up. And I just think that yeah. is stressful and awesome and important. And did I mention stressful? Yeah. Well, it's also like, you know, we're in the phase right now where we're the best parents ever because we don't have them. Right. And so you have these opinions of like, you see other people do it and you're like, we're not going to do that. Right. And that's uh, it. Yeah. Right? It's oh, so yeah. easy for us to say that. And I'm sure we're going to be still eating do our that. words. Yeah. You will. We're going to eat will. our words and that's yeah. fine. But I also think yeah. it is important to identify like what is important. Like having those little conversations, we don't have them publicly with the parent or the, you know, the families that we're saying them to. But I think it's important for us to have them to understand like, what level of parenting do you want to be on or what is going to mm-hmm. stand, you know, cause it's super important that you're on the same page. Like that's, oh, yeah. that's all of it. Right. It's like, you can't have mom setting certain rules and dad setting certain rules. Like nope. that's so confusing to the child that I just feel like having those little drive home conversations of like, can you believe that they did this? You know, like we're never going to do that. And it's like, we might, Mm -hmm. but at least we're on the same page of like, yeah, what are we not going to stand for? Um, Yeah. What do we think we're not going to do? Right. Exactly. Totally. Totally. Well, wait wait till your kids are old enough to start telling you those things. Mine will come back from places and tell me about other people's parents and the way they parent and how different it is. So that's when, you know, you did it right when they come back and and you start seeing their own little opinions. And and for the record, they're not parenting or parroting my parenting style. You know, mm-hmm. like it's what's really unique about children as they get older is as much as you can sit here and think and go, all right, I'm going to raise this great little kid to be like X, Y, Z. All of a sudden, your kid ends up with a totally different opinion than you, mm-hmm. whether it's political beliefs or religious beliefs or whatever. And it's kind of beautiful to see that they're out there forming their own opinions and and, you know, becoming their own little human. But to your point, you still have to guide them and give them direction and, you know, set them down the right path. It's, it can be Absolutely. really rewarding. I need Absolutely. to get there. I need to get on that level because I am definitely still in the phase where like, oh, you will, you will be the kind of kid I want you to be. And you will do what I tell you to do. And <laughs> yeah, you will think luck. what I want you to think because I made you. Okay. I well, made you. I broke my pelvis for you. My nipples are like four feet long because of you. I you will do what I tell you to do. And I like, yeah. I need to like, obviously someday when he's an, I think an it's actual still a person. For you. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit. You, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. you sound um, like you're still working but, through some of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Forever will be in therapy for this. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. no, it is it is funny to think about like when that transition comes, right? Because already, literally yesterday, he said dada. And I had this moment where I totally teared up and I was like, where is my tiny little baby who like has a gummy little smile and doesn't have teeth yet and doesn't say words yet. Like, I can't believe we're already entering this kind of next phase sort of next phase of baby, but still, you know, well, it's like, I grew up in a, I'm one of five kids. So I have two above me. I'm in the middle and then two below me. And even like, you know, now as adults, I'm like, 
oh my gosh, we're so different. We're such different people. And, mm-hmm. you know, we went in such different directions and we're all good people, but like, yeah, it's just funny to see that it's like, we grew up in the same house with the same, same rules and the same yep. parents. And the only difference is like, there's a four year gap between the two younger kids and the, and us three older kids. And we're all like, you know, a year and a half apart. And then there's the four year gap. And then the two youngest are like a year and a half apart. And so the groups are close in age, but then there's the gap. And it was almost like you can tell the difference between the younger two and the older two in the terms of like new parents, very strict, you know, by the time they got to the other two, they're like, all right, we've been doing this for like 10 years now. And certain things that we were super adamant about up here with this group, like, ah, we're not that worried about, like, you know, I remember going to bed when the sun was still up. Right. And then I have got my younger siblings that they're like, you know, their bedtime is nine o'clock and I'm like, whoa, 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 this did not fly when I was, you know, six years right. old or whatever it is. Right. And so it's funny, you see the differences there. But in terms of like, you know, we are, we're just like different people. And it's so crazy uh, to think that we grew up exactly the same and yet had such yeah. different trajectories. And yeah, it's crazy. Super yeah. cool. John's kids are like that. Well, they're sure. polar opposites. It's hysterical. They're best friends. They're two years apart and they're best friends. But That's awesome. the, the older one is... uh a gamer and got ADD and hates to study and she's got blue hair and a total sweetheart. But you know, she's just like me kind of hyper creative. And then my younger mm-hmm. one is like a Taylor Swift fan, which perfectly describes her mm-hmm. uh, sweet as a day as long book nerd, just study, 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 ready to go off to college, been driving since the second she could get her driver's license. You know, like they're just, they're like two wildly different kids and they're both terrific yeah, yeah. isn't that amazing yeah it's, it's wild uh, yeah, yeah. It is, my it brother is, and i are also like, total opposites complete opposites and nine nine and a half years apart oh um, wow yeah yeah but then i think little things and sammy you probably have this too with with your siblings like we're totally different people, but then like our mannerisms are exactly the same, like on weird little levels, we're identical yes. and we look identical. Yes. Um, but then, you know, you look at our lifestyles or our choices or careers or whatever, and they're all just like, oh, you guys are <laughs> in the same house. Yeah. Same yeah. It is funny. Like when all my siblings and I all get together, like I don't notice it much. And then I'll like see myself on camera. Like I just watched the Buttery Bros just put out their new episode of Quarterfinals Weekend. And I was like, oh, I lived it, but let's watch it. You know, let's see, let's see how it all came together. <laughs> and sure. I was like watching myself and I'm like, oh my God, my sister laughs just like that. Like, I don't hear my laugh when I laugh. I'm just laughing. But when I hear it played back, I'm like, oh my God, that sounded like my little sister. It was just funny how it just stands out to you differently. And yeah, oh, where like we, you just have like those little familial things that, yeah. only makes sense when you're under the same roof and then, you know, out in the wild, it's just, it's your thing. It doesn't, yeah. nobody else knows that it's a shared thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I love how important family is to you guys. And I think that's something everyone's noticed about, you know, your, your relationship with Matt is what a great partnership you guys are. I actually should say thank you to you, by the way. First, I don't know if you remember, I met you at Wadapalooza a couple of years ago. Nikki, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I ran into Sammy and we were at the Buttery Bros tent. They were selling t-shirts and whatever. And someone's like, oh, there's Sammy. And they introduced me. And I wasn't expecting it. And in in light of the Oscars weekend, I'm now grateful you didn't smack me in the face because I've made fun of Matt millions of times on memes. 
And looking back on it, I was like really nervous. I'm like, I hope she doesn't hate me because, you know, I really love and respect Matt, but I make a lot of jokes at his expense. And you didn't slap me. So thank you. I didn't slap you. Yeah. You, didn't, you did not. not. Yeah. Not. Um, you guys you know, were so ahead of your time. It's so progressive. I know. <laughs> so progressive. Oh my gosh. No, I mean, there are for sure some people that have maybe stepped over the line in that sense. And maybe you won't get a hug from me, but I'm not. You know, I'm, not, I'm a reasonable person. I've told everyone the story about how classy Matt is, is the, you know, I'd made like most top athletes made a lot of jokes at their expense. And I was going to rogue once and he was going to be there. And I made a joke that, that was some guy getting body slammed. And I go, this is Matt when he finally meets me in person. And he straight up DM me and goes, no, dude, I love your stuff. It's really funny. And I thought, all right, well, he's just being nice. And so I, I go and I'm like, I'll wait in line and meet him. And I was late. And as usual, there's like a line out the door. Yeah, Yeah, huge line. (laughs) So I waited like a couple hours and he was done. And to his credit, like stayed and just walked the rope line and greeted every person, took photos with everyone. And then when he saw me, he recognized me. And I like kind of gave him that eye. And he's like, I know who you are. Come here, you know. And took a photo with me. And I've never forgot that because I was like, you know, this is a guy that could have big time the whole crowd and just left and no one would have batted an eye at it. Yeah. They said he stuck around and then was nice enough to take a photo with me after, (laughs) after a hundred memes, you know, it was just really, it was, it was really impressive, but I was also impressed uh, meeting you the first time and really grateful how generously nice you were and you didn't slap me. So you, I didn't slap you. Yeah. I know. We got a good thing here, you know. I know. Like, why, why would I do that? I um, feel like that's all no, that's I've seen today. That's super sweet to hear. I know. Yeah, I know. pretty over it. Oh, it, it's oh man, dominated my feed from the moment I woke up, and everyone and his brother wants to send it to me, wanting me to create something with it. And I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to create a meme of somebody slapping somebody else in the face, even over making fun of their spouse. Like it's just yeah. I really don't do celebrity anything like celebrity news. I really don't. I can't. I don't know. I have so many other more important things. So girl, I was on the news news for like a decade and I don't watch the news news. Nikki's on QVC now though. So she's big time. Yes. She's big time. Big time. What can I buy from you? Um, You can buy a Java sock. For your ice cream. Oh coffee. my you go. goodness. Wow. Look at <laughs> I that. mean, please, I will send you some if you ever go through the coffee drive through. You need them. Uh, yes, this is very true. Start, Don't want start that selling, condensation all over my car. Feeding you the Frasers on a QVC. sweaty cup. Uh huh. You can get, oh we can make you a custom feeding the Frasers Java sock. How's that? How amazing. Perfect. We need to talk yeah, about know. this. Let's do it. Oh Let's my gosh, go. that's incredible. Uh, no, it is one of the brands that I, that I uh, do all the marketing for at my agency. And uh, they got the opportunity to get on QVC. Um, at our last episode, I had just gotten officially QVC certified. They needed someone to go on. And, and because we've been marketing for them for years, and I know everything about the brand and helped build it and expand it and all that and because i have tv experience it only made sense um right i get to be the one You're so like, maybe i know exactly how to vanna white the shit out of it i do i do and i did my <laughs> i did my whole thing and no one even gave me any points of feedback they were like nikki's good and i'm like send one me my take, certification bitch no. let's go <laughs> oh my God, i love uh, that that's amazing so maybe this is a start of career who knows oh my goodness QVC is looking for their next hot mama 
I'll be Damn like, uh, call now. Uh, Red's almost sold out. You guys really need to get on top of this. Oh my God. Did you have to film like all of those case scenarios? No, no, no. It's going to be live. I have oh, seven live. minutes. Uh huh. Live Stop Zoom it. from my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Is your Joanna Gaines kitchen or your kitchen? If only my like real life kitchen. <laughs> your mm-hmm. real life kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. I, love it. I had like a Skype test today and the guy was like, can we throw some more like light on your cabinets in the back? And I was like, no, I have shitty recess lighting. Like I can't. I'm sorry. I, yeah. No, this is my kitchen. You're like, if you want to send a light technician out here, sure, Luke. Literally. Like if you want to fly me to your studios, I will come. But like this is what you get in my kitchen. And it is yeah. not this kitchen. It is my real life kitchen. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do love your faux kitchen. So funny. Oh, I was I so duped the first time I saw it. And then you moved like too fast and I was like, wait a minute, what's happening here? So it perfectly yeah. set up. Thank Good you. Background. I'm a master Good of the, the virtual background. And I, I oftentimes will pick different rooms from Joanna Gaines's house because I'm obsessed. I was gonna say, do you change it or you're always in the kitchen? I think for podcasting, I'm always in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I've gone through phases. When we first started podcasting and recording, and it was like the beginning of the pandemic, and I gave a shit about what I looked like, which has certainly gone downhill in the last two years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would like get made up or I would like throw filters on. I think we did a whole series of episodes where I was like, had like a bunny filter on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like ears and and stuff. I, I did a yeah. meme one time of Nikki not wearing makeup and people blew me up over it because it was so mean of me. <laughs> I loved it. It was, the it best. was my favorite. I've saved it and I will sometimes go back and chuckle at it because it was like the Britney Spears like looking hot as hell on stage and mm. then like, you know, coming out of the bathroom and her Uggs and like cigarette and whatever. Um and and then it was like me like uh, like on camera at the games and then also like I mean, on this podcast with like a messy bun and like yeah when you're especially when you're on tv like I did theater as a kid and stage makeup is an actual thing like you go oh yeah over the top with makeup that when you actually see that person in in person you're like oh, oh whoa what you got going on okay. there, right it's like scary yeah. But then on stage, it's just like, it doesn't look any different. So it's the same thing with TV. Like I've come to notice, it's like, okay, you probably don't wear that much makeup in real life, but on TV, you have to like over-exaggerate it knowing that it's going to dull itself down. I'm with you. I get it. I mean, I don't wear makeup, never, but I I get the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is like in the life of not wearing makeup. And then when you do put makeup on, people are like, whoa. I'll never forget. My dad told me, my dad told me this. It was my dad. I I just remember it was like getting close to like prom time. And I was going through as most teenage girls do, right. Kind of go through this phase where you're trying to figure out like wearing makeup all the time or not, or like, you know, tweezing your eyebrows was a really big thing back then. Thanks. Uh Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah. And so I remember like leading up to prom and I think it was my dad's way of like trying to get me to recognize my beauty and not wear makeup all the time and all that stuff and he was just like listen take it or leave it but wouldn't you want to show like if you wear makeup like that every day then we actually put effort into like wanting to look nice you're not going to look any different like makeup is intended to like make a statement right and so he was just like you know prom is coming up you you spent all this time on getting a dress and the shoes and you're gonna get your hair done all this stuff and like but you're going to look just the same as you do every day at school. And I, I'm, I'm sure he didn't say it in that way, but that was the context of it. And I, I think this was like junior year of high school. I just like stopped wearing makeup. Cause I was like, he's right. If I want to like be drastically different, 
when I get dressed up or when I put effort into something, um, you know, I want there to be a noticeable difference versus like, this is my everyday face. So pretty happy with my everyday face. And every once in a while, I put on some makeup. Yeah, I I love that. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time. I wear mascara. That's about as far as I go on the makeup front. Wake up the eyes a little. Not that these eyes open waking up but you know open her up a little that's a great story I love that Mm -hmm. I love that he was like supportive but also like practical right yeah this too is my everyday face in case you guys are wondering yeah it it looks great you wear it well thank you you wear it well yeah you ever change the glasses you accessorize with the glasses every every once in a while every once in a while there you go well, Sammy, we, we won't uh, we won't keep you all night, but we'll yeah. I mean, I could chat all night. I'm sure you guys are the no, same. Same. No, <laughs> I have a baby. I have to put to bed. Oh, sweet bed day. I know he's got to get got to get his nightly snuggles from his mom mm-hmm. for sure. But before we uh, wrap up, let's make sure everybody knows where they can find your stuff. Yes, thank you so much. So you can follow me at Feeding the Frasers. Um, this I also have a website, feedingthephrasers.com. You can get this book on Amazon. You can get it at Target. You can get it at Barnes and Noble. You can get it pretty much anywhere you buy books, uh, which is super cool. And um, the book is called Feeding the Frasers. I believe there's what there's links on my website, on my Instagram bio, all that stuff. So uh, people need quick searches. That's where they can find it. And I really hope people enjoy this. There's a ton of delicious recipes in there, and it's I'm actually so it's, excited. Um, it's organized by, I have like two sections for breakfast because I just couldn't decide. Mm-hmm. So there's a breakfast sweet and a breakfast savory because breakfast is just so fun. And it's then there's the your traditional like chicken and pork and beef and lamb and sandwiches and sides and snacks and sweets. Is there, is there, a, yeah. biscuit, is there a biscuit recipe in there? There is a biscuit recipe. Okay. Now it is a sausage maple biscuit recipe. All right. I'm a, I'm a Southerner, Sammy, and I'm going to make them. And then your entire Amazon review revolves around that biscuit. I'm just throwing that out. Oh my goodness. (laughs) No pressure. No No pressure. pressure. They look amazing. I mean, there's sausage and maple syrup in there. How could it, how could it go wrong? It's already a winner. It's already a winner. My gosh. Well, I hope you enjoy. I hope everyone enjoys. Thank you so much for supporting my book. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so proud of it. I'm just excited for people to get it. All right. Well, Nikki, you get yours. I'll get mine. We're going to compare recipies. Let's go. How about that? Let's I go. love it. I'm ready. I love it. I'm totally ready. We can, you have to do the let's, let's, we could do a bake-off. Okay. Yes. <gasps> yes. Yes. I'm in. Cool. Perfect. I'm in. Oh, All right. So Let me much, know when Sammy. this is going down. We can we can do like maybe on our way through Rhode Island. We can stop in and film a segment in the kitchen. I'm so ready. Perfect. I love it. Perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us, Nikki. Great to see you again as always. Go snuggle that baby. Make him say mama this Gone. time. I'm trying. I'm trying. Make, <laughs> make it happen. All right. For everyone listening, thanks for joining this evening. We appreciate it. We'll chat with you guys soon.